Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Geeking Podcast. This is Muffson here. Hope you guys are having a lovely day. We're here with another guest on the show. Um, this guy, he is a stand-up comedian and a fellow podcaster. Uh, you can listen to him on the podcast You Had to Be There, the D&D podcast. Uh, please welcome Tom D. Killis. Is that how I pronounce your last name? Hey, it's it's Decilis, but Decilis. That's, that's fine. That's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tom yeah, Decilis. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. Ha- uh, happy to happy to be here. No, thanks for being on. Um, so you're out on the Long Island here on the East Coast. Um, tell us a bit about uh, what you do. Um, whether it's your stand-up or even your podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm 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 based out of Long Island, New York. I am a uh, I'm a stand-up comedian. I've been doing stand-up for about uh, seven or eight years, give or take a pandemic. Um, you know, I perform mostly kind of in the New York area, but also like in the East Coast and Midwest primarily. And uh, pretty much during the pandemic, I couldn't do stand-up, so I decided to try D&D for the first time, and I got super into it, uh, some might say obsessed, and um, loved just playing and talking about it and hearing stories, and uh, that's when I decided, I was like, hey, maybe it would be fun to just try to capture these stories that people share. Um, so I started You Had to Be There, a D&D storytelling podcast, um, pretty much just to get those records down, to get those those untold stories uh, for out there for anyone who wants to hear them. The stories relate to D&D on your show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So stories are about D&D. So basically how my show works is I connect with uh, anyone that plays D&D or any other tabletop role-playing games. Uh, I have an email set up. You can email me if you want to be a guest or I might just, you know, you can reach out to me on Twitter, um, and I can plug all that stuff at the end, so not to waste time, but, so essentially, yeah, I just set up kind of interviews just like this with anyone who plays tabletop gaming, and we sit down, and I I just love to hear about how people got started, and like, what what the game kind of means to them, uh, and then just some of their favorite stories, you know, there's so many things we talk about, sometimes it's characters, sometimes it's situations that happen, sometimes it's DM tips, that I that I learn like I learned so many things about uh, what each people do as a DM and everything is different than than the previous one so it's a lot of fun. How long was your last campaign? Uh, so my longest running campaign I guess is probably the one that I'm doing right now. Uh, we started doing the the classic uh, Lost Minds of Fendelver, which is like the OG uh, starter set campaign. That was the one we did throughout the pandemic. Um, due to like scheduling and timing, we took a lot of like days off and would do like one shots, which was a lot of fun for me because I got to like really explore all the different classes and and really learn like what I prefer as the game goes. And then, I mean, for quite some time now, we've been playing the same campaign. Uh, it's a homebrew world that my friend... Well, it's a homebrew campaign set in the Exandria uh, world, which is the, the world made by Matt Mercer from Critical Role. So uh, that's been fun. We've been cranking away at that. So now we're at, like, level 7, 
which is the highest I've played thus far when it comes to a permanent camp, like a long-term campaign. Uh, but I've played at higher levels with with other characters. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, are do you do you play as a character, or are you um, also um, a uh, a DM as well? I much rather play. I I'm a I like playing more. I will DM for people, but I refuse to DM long term campaigns because I am very very busy uh, between all the things I do. So. Uh, usually I'll either if just a few friends are like we want to play or, you know we're, we're not doing anything one day and just like we can play video games or I can just look up a one shot uh, you know long term campaign is, is tough as it is uh, but with my schedule it's a little tough to commit to something like that especially when I'm already playing in a few ones but yeah yeah I remember, yeah, I remember, yeah. Uh, I remember I think my last uh, campaign I did was I think it was Right up until the holidays last year, uh, we played through the pandemic as well, and I played with a friend of mine who I've knew, known for um, a couple of years and uh, a couple of his friends as well. Um, yeah, we were really deep into it because um, it, I, just like yourself, I, I wasn't, you know, like familiar with D&D until a friend of mine introduced me to it during the pandemic, so... Um, after I got into it, uh, it just basically blew my mind. Like, um, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's the greatest it, game ever. It really is. It really is. Um, you know, it's like, you know, you, it's, it's, it's kind of like you're, um, like you're going on this adventure and pretty much everybody is, you know, like j- just, you know, playing, uh, like it's pretty random, like whatever happens in the game, but it's also kind of you know part of the fun of it is just trying to you know figure out like what you would do in certain situations, and um, it's also teamwork as well. So it's it's uh, those aspects that I really enjoy, which uh, I'm sure yeah. you do as well. Yeah, it connected with me a lot because I um, I inherently like regular RPGs, like video game RPGs don't really like them that much i i get very kind of like overwhelmed by a story when it's like like skyrim like i did play through skyrim but it i find it tough because there's just so much and you're kind of just by yourself and you're just kind of grinding away doing things um but i'm a i'm a social gamer at heart like i typically like more games like mario kart or uh or you know uh super smash brothers like anything along those lines like party games so this was great because it was my opportunity to play an rpg game but have that social aspect that i always miss when i'm playing like a one-player storyline rpg like on a like on a video game so it really like just i just think it's the way rpgs are supposed to be played yeah yeah for sure because um i think even the narrative is also you know very strong you know, as long as you're like really investing in it, as all, you know, with the rest of your group as well. Um, it's funny because I played, um, I actually played this game recently called As Dust Falls, and it also deals with you know trying to follow a narrative, but at the same time you're also uh, trying to make choices that will affect how your gameplay is going to be. And it also involves you and a couple of other people as well. I think you probably. Uh, enjoyed this one as well. It's uh, it's also kind of a social game, and it 
just you know yeah it just uh, branches out into like different pathways so you can play it as many times as you want and you can get you know like different outcomes so um yeah like every time i think of D, it, it you know that always comes to mind yeah absolutely yeah just uh how like just flexible it is is what's great and the other thing that that i struggle with as a person is like i'm anytime like when it comes to like learning things and following a story anything like that i'm a watcher and a listener i'm not like this like i not saying i can't read i'm just not the strongest of readers so when i play a game where i have to like read the storyline it kind of loses me but being able to hear it and visualize it and talk it through helps me actually invest my brain into the into the story and the narrative uh, which is something I never really got to experience. And now, because of that, I actually, like, I'm listening to books that I always wish I could have read. I'm just not a strong reader. So it's it kind of, like, made me realize, I'm like, oh, I don't need to miss out on things because I, like, just hate reading. I love stories, so I can just listen to them now and talk them through. Yeah, like, uh, so you listen to audiobooks, I assume. Yeah, I'm, I'm just better. I just retain information better when i hear it or, or watch it so uh you know like i've always wanted to read like the hobbit book and stuff and i just oh, oh my computer's timed out <laughs> sorry can you still hear me yeah i can still hear you okay cool um yeah so like i always wanted to listen like read the hobbit book but i was like that's a big book i will never like make yeah. that alive um so now i was like after listening to D&D and like playing D&D I was like oh wait I can just get this on an audiobook now and then I can actually pay attention and like understand the book and yeah, I did I you know I went on a road I was on the road and I just downloaded the book and was able to listen to it so I think it also just helped me understand that I can enjoy the same stories as other people just through my own media Like, do you have, like, any sort of, like, uh, way, a certain way that you play your D&D games? Or is it pretty much, you know, like, standard, like, uh, like most games? Like, do you have any um, different takes that you do? Or something that you probably t- took from, you know, other people from your show? Uh, man, probably a few things. Uh, I think when it comes to my style i mean i always like my characters like i love making characters it's one of my favorite things to do i just and sometimes it just hits me like the idea for a character and usually it's like kind of more random usually it comes from me reading a class like my most current character is uh it's a college of swords bard and i remember reading about the subclass and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. It's like a bard, but instead of, like, music, you could be, like, a sword juggler, like, more of a, like, a circus performer kind of bard. And I thought that that was, like, really cool. And then I was like, oh, like, what if I did, like, a sword juggling kind of more comedian-based uh, character? So I kind of, like, based this character off of, like, a 1950s comedian with kind of, like, his little witty, sarcastic remarks, but then also, like, very acrobatic and stuff. So it's kind of interesting and then there was just other characters i made one where uh i read up on the wild magic sorcerer i was like oh that sounds cool so i was like but what would be fun is to play like a very unassuming small i played like a 14 year old halfling wild magic sorcerer so the whole thing was like he was this tiny tiny you know two and a half feet tall little boy 
with just outrageous and i played him very wild too so like i would always roll on like let the dm roll on the wild magic table just to like the fun of like these you know seven magic missiles coming out of this small child very randomly uh just all this crazy stuff happening so usually it just comes from me reading about a class uh as a player i'm i don't know i try to be i try to i'm trying to experiment more uh again a lot of this podcast that i came up with was also me trying to cram in like years and years of knowledge for D and tabletop games that i feel like i missed out of by not playing them earlier i regret not playing them earlier in my life so i think that's kind of like when it comes to D, like i don't really steal i don't dm that often so i don't really take a bunch of stuff but i'm i'm fascinated to learn about people's journeys you know i've, I've spoken with people uh that have been playing just a couple years like me but became obsessed i've spoken to people that have been playing for 30 years you know started off in with first edition and, and uh it's so fascinating to see the different styles i like learning about other people's different styles you know yeah that's awesome I, I always have been fascinated by just how people play D&D because, like, you know, these campaigns are so vast and always a different experience, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's always uh, fun, like, very entertaining. Um, was there any, um, any, any stories that you've heard, any crazy ones um, on your show that, um, that, really surprised you uh you know getting to play you know D as long as you have like anything that stood out to you i i i can confidently say i have yet to have an episode where someone didn't amaze me um like it's just every episode i hear this crazy story and like i said like, i mean we've been talking about it but like you never know what's gonna happen really uh i mean i've had my second episode was i mean usually the titles of the episodes or reflect what in my mind like one of the highlights were so like my second episode was 16 nat ones in a row and this my this guy i had on he talked about how he rolled 16 natural ones in a row and like that's amazing within itself and hilarious uh i had one guy on um named adam five he uh his is called his episode's called where's the beef and he spoke about how back in the day like they didn't have map generators so how he took a picture of a slice of roast beef uh zoomed in super close to <laughs> black and white and because of when you zoom up that close it creates mountain ranges and and rivers and stuff and it actually looks like an actual map uh he actually shared a video a demo of how to do it on his website so like i mean that whole story when he was explaining to it like we do my show live on twitch also and i, I do videos so if you watch the video like my jaw is on my keyboard while he's telling me this um i had a, a, another one very recently um someone i've become kind of friendly with uh zach katz he does his own podcast um fantasize me that he builds characters based on real characters or whatever like characters in other shows and he'll make them dnd classes but one of his he was talking about a festival his players went to and there were different you know activities you could do and one of them was extreme basket weaving so like they had to weave a basket while also getting attacked by animals and lava shooting up so like just just so many just so many fun crazy stories uh that like you you can't even fathom until you listen 
Yeah, I actually listened to a couple of your uh, episodes and, um, you know, it's fascinating to hear all these stories about, like, uh, these people getting to play uh, these campaigns and seeing how much um, how much work and effort they put into um, into their uh, D&D sessions. So um, I kind of admire that, you know, um, yeah. in, this, in this, uh, this kind of game. Those like those long-term DMs and game masters that have just been—they spend so much time, so much detail. Uh, I think that's the other thing. Like you know, running modules isn't that hard, in my mind. It's more just time-consuming. But to to write and think about so many things, you know, aspects, because you never know what players are going to do. And we did—I um, don't know if you know how much you listened to—but we did um, a Call of Cthulhu one-shot with a couple past guests on my show and uh the guy who ran the game we did a kind of his episode just released and we did a bit of a recap on like what was happening and he talks about how like literally 10 minutes into the into the session we decided to leave this one area that he didn't think we were going to do and he didn't plan for that he just had to improvise so that's the other part like sometimes your whole plan can go right out the window (laughs) (laughs) Have you have you uh, streamed any of your sessions on um, on on Twitch or YouTube? I haven't streamed any of the sessions on Twitch. Um, I streamed the Call of Cthulhu one shot when we did it. We actually did it back in October. Uh, I just wasn't um, as skilled at as aud- at audio editing, so it took me a while to do it. I've gotten a little better now, uh, but I also wanted to like put music behind it. I wanted it to be more of a production. Uh, would I stream other things? I, I would stream more if, uh, if the Twitch stream got a little more activity. Right now, I use it more of just as a fun medium to record. I think it's kind of fun to do it live. I you know I only go live when the show is on. So every other week or so, if I stack a few episodes, if I'm going to be on the road, I'll go live like twice a week for a week or two. But Mostly, I, I'm not super focused on the Twitch stream. I just more post the audio and the video after. Okay, that's understandable. Um, I know earlier you mentioned um, uh, that you based your campaign on um, on Mercer's one in Critical Role. Um, I, um, I assume that you're uh, a fan of the series? Yeah, and I'm a player in that. So it's... Yeah. Basically, it's just in that world, you know, Exandria. Uh, yeah. yeah, I am a fan of Critical Role. I, I think it's it helped me, again, like, not the best reader. So watching them play, like, I, I, am a, I have a wealth of knowledge of the combat, like, the rules of D&D. And I, I'll be honest, I've never read the Player's Handbook. I've read through the classes a bit, and I read through some of the other stuff. I haven't read the Dungeon Master's Guide, but I remember things when I watched them so it helped me learn so much that it gave me the skills to run games and to know what I'm doing when playing as a player so you know it yeah Critical Role's helped me out a lot when it comes to that but yeah so we're in the world of Exandria the story is entirely homebrewed and you know not uh, canonical with their story at all but yeah it's it's fun though yeah, um, I think I'm kind of on the same boat because, like, when I when I first started D and D, I didn't really 
jump into the handbook as much. Like, uh, I learn more of the basics, but then um, uh, I just had my friend just kind of, uh, you know, put me through, like, what, you know, what I'm supposed to do. And then I also watched some episodes of Critical Role just to get myself familiar uh, with, you know, playing... Uh, playing the campaign as well because like um for me retaining information is like i kind of have to like visualize it just to understand what i'm doing rather than just you know like hearing somebody do it or you know just you know reading through it as well so yeah i'm kind of in the same boat as you yeah yeah it just and a lot of people learn that way now and that's and that's another thing interesting like on my show i've spoken to people you know who run games all the time and i've spoken to some where they're like i read the handbook the player's handbook and the dungeon master's guide cover to cover twice and then i've spoken to other people they're like i never read any of it i just you know the day the times we live in like google can be your best friend because usually that's what i do like if i'm thinking about something randomly i'll just google it and you'll find your answer uh not saying that you shouldn't have those books because i'm sure they are helpful uh but you know that's just what works for me uh do you do you incorporate uh like any any of your stand-up into D or vice versa like if you find something that uh maybe something you would do in your um stand-up as well like during your D sessions like do you use that in your stand-up too or definitely say stand-up leads much more into D than D bleeds into stand-up uh, you know, unless unless I one day have a have a cult following of nerds that come to see me perform, uh, you know, then I can then I can lay into that that nerd humor a little more. Uh, but right now, it's more you know, it could be a very wide blend of of audience members. So to to make jokes, unless it's like a kind of a little self deprecating, uh, to make nerd jokes, very niche, very tough to do. Uh, but for sure, I tend to play more silly characters, um, whether they're in, supposed to be silly or if they're like accidentally silly. Um, like I played uh, one of my other favorite characters I made was like a turtle barbarian, but he was like a very old guy. He was like a very old elderly turtle uh, who would like rage and his back would crack and he walked with a cane until he was ready for battle. So like that's kind of like more my speed. But I I wanna I don't want to be pigeonholed either because i think it's fun to also like we did a one shot and i was like i'm gonna play a more serious character and that's fun but i definitely tend to lay in more to the silliness when it comes to my characters oh that's cool uh do you do uh do you do the voices or yeah terribly uh, <laughs> i was like but you know what i was like you know what you know screw it whatever i was just when i decided i was gonna play my friend was like, all right, you know, we're going to run this campaign, like, make your character. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, okay? Like, I I wrote up a little backstory, and I, I practiced my voice for a while. And, and is it, I'd say some of the voices I do are better than others, um, and some of them are probably really, really bad. But it's, like, the kind of thing where it doesn't matter, and that's, what's, that's what I like about it. Yeah, you really got to commit to that. So if you're, like you know really invested in D&D then yeah that, that's like you really gotta you know um fully immerse yourself into the experience so um yeah that, that that's actually cool that you actually do that um I try to do that sometimes as well 
Yeah, that's the thing is it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like you want to try to do an accent or a voice, like just do it. That's what I say. Just I mean, and I've spoken to people in other countries. Like you know, I've had guests, and you'll hear any of my guests from like England or or, uh, or Scotland I've spoken with. And my first question was like, all right, so do you guys do terrible American accents? Like we do terrible, you know, UK ones. And they're just like, yeah, all the time. So like, <laughs> if you think like, oh my God, I'm butchering this, uh, you know, this British accent, even though I want to do it, like just do it. Because I promise you there's some British person out there just doing the most hack, horrible American accent you could possibly think of. And that's okay too. Cause it's all, you know, we're not, we're not being mean. We're just trying to make a character and, 90% of D&D players are probably not professional voice actors, so it's it doesn't matter is the thing as long as you're having fun, and that's the other thing I love about the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I wanted to ask you, like, um, like with your campaign, uh, was there anything that stood out to you, like, that really kind of push your buttons a little bit like as far as like you know um as as, as far as uh you know what, what your character does in the campaign like is there anything that just you know really surprised you i mean the the craziest thing that has happened in our campaign thus far is um so i mean you, you listeners can't hear this but the 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 photo that's on my di- my discord that bar there so that was the first bard i started out in this campaign and this campaign was supposed to be that we're doing now was actually just supposed to be a one shot like again just a silly one shot and because of people having to like take time off this became our campaign so i was playing this bard that i built and the whole idea was that he was a he was a half orc bard who's uh whose father was a traveling musician Oh no! His mother was an orc, and his father was a traveling musician who had a thing for thick women. So that's his story, basically. Oh wow! And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll be. Resp- I'm not going to be rude or anything on it, but yeah, that was his like story. And so he was born. He didn't know his father, and basically he was like, "I heard my dad was a performer, so I'm going to try my best." So I built the character, and it was just just a terrible character. Didn't perform. Didn't play well. Uh, I always tried my best, and it was it was funny because it was funny to the narrative. But I noticed that like this type of a bard wasn't really my style, and I wasn't really enjoying it as much. I was like, ah, you know, this is this is fun, but I'm yeah, just not really into this. So I I asked my DM, I was like, hey, we we played another one shot where I actually played his father, unknowingly, like oh, wow. <laughs> randomly. I played this college this college of swords bard, and I was like went through a narrative and ended up like spending a night with an orc woman and i was like oh my god i accidentally just recreated my other bard's backstory (laughs) so we had i set it up with my dm that before the half orc was born this human bard made a deal with asmodeus and basically not thinking he was going to have kids gave up the soul of his firstborn which so what happened is in our regular campaign we said all right i went to my dm was like just have the god go to collect his soul and take him and maybe we'll like rescue him later it'll be fun and she was like that sounds like a great idea let's do it but i didn't tell my fellow players that we were doing this so there's this huge combat sequence where 
almost results in a TPK and they end up saving me from like a portal through hell. Like they go through the portal and they save me. Oh, damn. As they save me, I had the other bard ready, but in disguise and ended up being like, oh, uh, well, I helped you guys. And then he left. So like two sessions later, we do it again when my bard's alone and we steal the, the god, you know, steals my bard and takes him to be, you know, collects on his debt. Uh, in which case, then I bring in his father, who two have never met, and through a legend lore spell, they were able to determine that very quickly that I was the father of their friend that was taken. So now my bard is with the party, my new bard, the human, is with the party, and their end goal is to rescue my other bard. So that's kind of like <laughs> the best description of how this all went down. So it was pretty wild. It was a very funny situation. And after it happened they're like was this were we not supposed to rescue your character and i was like yeah and they're like whoops and I was, so it was kind of funny <laughs> how that all worked out yeah well, that's incredible yeah yeah i think a similar ha thing happened to me when i was trying to develop my character and uh i think there was a time where uh when i was stuck in a situation where i almost had nothing and uh, s uh some of my other um members in the group had to pretty much uh, try to get me out of there and um the the way we had to do it was it was it was just random like with the items that we had like we had no idea what we were going to use and the only thing i had was um was a musical instrument and that one pretty much kind of saved our asses for most of the campaign so uh it, it's just interesting to see how um how things just turn out um the more you play like you know like certain things that you just never thought would be possible like um it like yeah it, it just all works out yeah yeah it is just like the the random flow of everything um but i don't know and that's the other thing too is like i, I realized with this other campaign i was like oh this is supposed to be fun and if you're not having fun you're not playing it right so that's why i was like went to my my dm and i was like look i'm not really enjoying this character like i want to swap him out for this other bar that i made that i like a lot better and uh so it's just it's just good and i think that's another thing i think the game's important like on a communication level like it helps you communicate with people and just like hey you cool with this like you having a good time and then you can just kind of adjust and and you know it was kind of in the beginning you, know, you start out you're not really sure how it goes but connecting with your game master or dm and like really like flushing out a good storyline is awesome like we made with that college of swords bard the human bard like i was like i want him to be like just a total butthead like i don't know if we can curse on here so i'm not trying to not to but like <laughs> so basically i was in if you're in like if you're familiar with exandria like there's the dynasty and then there's the empire so my my bard is very not welcome in many towns of the empire so it was like pretty hilarious we like flushed out all of these crazy things he did different aliases and i love the randomness so we we decided that there was one there was one there was going to be one city where he was hired to like perform for a, a, a lord of some sorts and while hired the lord's daughter showed interest in him and you know long story made short things didn't work out and now the entire city you know there was 
they want his head. And not realizing this, how bad it was, we end up going back to the city. Now I went with my DM and I was like, make a list of the cities and I'm gonna randomly roll to see which city this happened in. And I rolled the exact city that we were going to. So like, at like less than 48 hours after we made up this backstory, our party lands and there's flyers with my face on it all along the city. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and wow. And that's kind of where we left off. And the good thing is I was in disguise, I was in disguise with a different name, so they don't entirely know, but there's like 50,000 gold out for my bard's head. So our party's like, this sounds like an easy way for us to make 50,000 gold. So we're moving forward. There's going to be some sort of heist plan where we're going <laughs> to basically give my myself up to get 50,000 gold and then break myself out. So oh, I'm looking wow. forward to do that. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, that sounds Or fun. I might get a third character. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> all in a good day's work. <laughs> yeah, all in a day's work. Well, I can talk to you all day, but I know you are a busy guy, but uh, it's such a pleasure getting to talk to you and get to learn more about your campaign and your podcast and a bit of your stand-up as well. Um, So uh, if you can just tell our listeners uh, how they can find you and your podcast. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Easiest way would be just going to uh, Linktree. Let me get the exact link here while we're... uh, uh, just kind of poking around, but also, um, you know, follow me on social media is is great. I, Twitter is kind of where I gear most of my uh, uh, like podcasting stuff. Is mostly heavy on Twitter. Um, when it comes to stand up, I do more on like Instagram. So uh, Twitter is just at t decilis comedy t d e c i l l i s uh, but you can also just go, so mine is linktree slash you had to be there. Uh, and that's where you can find um, the Twitch stream, the YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, wherever you get the audio. So the episodes go up every other Wednesday. Uh, I do go live on Twitch to record um, pretty much when it's convenient for my guest. Uh, but yeah, YouTube channel is just under my name, Tom DeSillis, uh Comedy, and then all the audios can be found pretty much everywhere. Just look up, you had to be there, Game D Podcast. I love and, the... Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I love the name, you had to be there. Yeah. It's like, I, you, I you had to be there. Because that's... I, You know, I got... So far, I've only had one rude person on Reddit tell me it was a stupid name. <laughs> but that's Reddit for you, so like... yeah. Because that was the idea. Like the main idea was, it was always, like, anytime someone wants to tell you about their D and D stories, it's never a good time. Like you're in the middle of work, or you're, you know, you're you're rushing somewhere. So I was like, a lot of these stories are so specific, and you need so much context, which is why I thought an audio or video, you know, format where they can really set the scene and explain how this went down instead of like trying to squeeze in an explanation in like five minutes when you're passing each other in like the mall or something you know i don't know whatever it is (laughs) so but yeah uh so yeah follow me on all those things uh if you want to be a guest on the show i'd love to hear your fun stories as well um you can shoot me a dm uh on twitter usually works again t uh comedy or you can email me at you had to be there dndpodcast at gmail.com 
and that's D&D with the three letters. Awesome. I got to be a guest on your show one of these days. Like, yeah, I got yeah. I got a ton of stories that I could tell you about um, our session. Yeah, 100%. Um, you are definitely... You know, whenever you're ready, you know, shoot me, shoot me a DM, and uh, you, you have my Discord now too, so uh, we'll hook it up. And anyone else on your on your crew over there, um, you know, I am always looking for guests. I will book, you know, even if it's, I will usually say like, oh yeah, you know, give me like uh, two months, but I'll I'll reach out to you and we'll set something up. It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, you heard it here, guys. Uh, make sure you follow Tom on his socials and definitely listen to his podcast. You have to be there. Um, you, we also do have a article um, interview that we've done with Tom up on our website on All Ages of Geeks. So definitely check that out as well. Um, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And we will see you next time on Geekening. Thank you so much.